are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. This episode of the Traditional Outdoors Podcast is sponsored by Great Northern Bow Company. At Great Northern Bow Company, they design and build every bow with you in mind and with respect for the long and noble hunter-gatherer lineage we are all connected to. They build hunting bows, bows designed to make you the very best bow hunter you can be. How do they do it? By paying attention to what really matters in a bow. Stability, smoothness of draw, reliability, performance, refined design, and by using carefully selected materials. Their bows have an understated beauty and refinement of appearance that will make them hold their appeal for a lifetime. And they still build their bows one at a time by hand. So consider making your next custom bow a Great Northern Bow, and in the meantime, be sure to check out their website at gnbco.com. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. I'm joined by my good buddy again, Mr. Nick View. What's up, man? Well, everything and everything, anything, man. I'm uh, super happy lately. Everything's going really good, and uh, just getting excited for it to warm up and uh, and looking forward to the spring how about you oh man i i'm so glad to hear that you're happy that that you know what that's what that's what makes my world go round is knowing that nick is happy oh i'm sure uh, it is <laughs> now no, you know what i'm i'm trying to uh trying to get everything nailed down with work so that uh i can i can shut down everything friday afternoon and and be ready to go chase some pigs down in in south georgia with Oh gosh, the list is just, it seems like it found out yesterday. There's 13 people now that's coming for this hog hunt, but you know, Rick Butler and Doug Gilmore and Derek Sheehan and uh cat and her daughter and Tom and uh, Ryan Tucker. And I'm, again, I know I'm forgetting people, but there's a lot of people coming to this hog hunt. So, you know, I'm, I'm really kind of excited about that. I know it's starting that's, to feel like everybody. Good company. Yeah. It, it started, it is. It started, it started to feel like everybody, but me right now. <laughs> Well, you know what? It, honestly and truly, it was probably the cheapest hunt you could have done. I hate you. I hate you passed on it. Yeah, well, I, I. But I know you've got that big trip coming up. You're trying to save money, so. Yeah, and actually, I, I should just elaborate on what that big trip is. Jess and I are actually going to Ireland this year. She doesn't ask for much, and she really wanted to go to Ireland. Um, her relatives are from Ireland, so we we go into Ireland in June. So uh, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So that's pretty much eats most of the vacation time up for me this year. Uh, I understand. Well, the good thing is you're paying your dues, and next year a, a hunt should be in order, right? I, I totally agree with you. Let's see if <laughs> Jess does too. <laughs> you, you need me to call and talk to her? Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Well, let's, let's jump into this. We uh, so our guest is already kind of jumped into the conversation which is is always good i like i like it when people take an active role in the in the podcast <laughs> recording but joining us tonight is mr bob brum of uh great northern bow hunting inc how's it going bob it is going good guys thanks for having me on well I, we're absolutely excited about having you on if uh if you remember correctly we've been trying to get you on this thing for two years now so uh I'll, I'll be honest when i got the i think it was an email you sent me um and said you know you 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 kind of gotten in the groove of things and and you you felt like you know being on the show and i think the first thing i did was shot nick a message and said you'll never guess who just asked asked if, if we could have him on the show so we're glad to have you man Oh man, I tell you that the first the, the first three years when I decided to take this uh, this whole new company on, it it got a little hectic. So I had to pace myself. You know, I didn't want to wear myself out. So, well, the 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 feedback and 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 uh, scuttle I've been hearing is you're doing a mighty fine job, man. Well, thank you, thank you. So, but yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been an interesting uh, adventure for. Uh, like I say, the last three years when, and, and I'll jump right into it. Uh, um, if somebody would ask me 11 years ago, when I bought the quiver side of great Northern from one of the original partners, Rick Shepard, um, if I'd ever build bowls, I would flat tell him I will never build a bowl in my life. And three years ago, I decided that I guess, uh, I changed my mind and I walked in the back door at that shop one day and said, that's it. I'm buying you out and I'm leaving corporate America. And that's pretty much how it happened. So, 
And 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 have you been happier for it ever since? Uh, it's yes. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, it's and I I hesitate. It's different. Um, you leave a, right. you leave corporate America, and, and there's a very 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 steady flow of cash, and, and so it's different. Um, it was a different way of life for me. Um, but uh, I really do enjoy it. Um, you know, and and people all the time they they will tell you you're an artist, and and I don't see that. Um, I I see you know the opportunity to build bows. I'm very grateful for when I I get to build. Um, and I guess they turn into work of art, um, when you're done, um, it's, it's, to me, it's always amazing how you take all these strips of wood and fiberglass and, and it becomes something that's, uh, usable and, uh, very shootable. And, and if it looks good along the way, that's even better. Well, you know, and I've mentioned this, I've mentioned this on the show, uh, a couple of times, but, and I don't even know how long it's, it's been now, but. Uh, I've been, I've been making strings for you for, for a little bit. And I can tell you based on the, based on the number of string orders I get from you, 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 you turn it out a, a good number of bows, man. You, you're doing pretty good. It seems. It's uh it's, it's a balancing act. It really is. Um, because we on the quiver side of the company, we are worldwide. And, um, I'm sure that, uh, some of the other quiver manufacturers are too. We have dealerships in France, Germany, um, China now, and Canada, and of course here in, in the U.S., we've got several. Uh, we do several custom logos for um, some of the boyers, and uh, we deal with Three Rivers and and the footage shaft. Um, so, and I'm forgetting other ones, but there's several of them. And and so our mornings, almost every day, we we uh, I say we I I myself uh, put quivers together and get them shipped out, and then in the afternoon I get to venture in the bow shop. But, uh, and it really is, it's a balancing act to get, uh, try to get two or three bows done a week. And so it makes for uh, busy weeks. Well, if, and I think the, the we statement is just fine. If you're like me, you end up talking to yourself quite a bit when you're doing stuff like that. So it becomes a, it becomes a joint effort. Oh, we, we had, uh, we had an employee meeting the other day and, uh, it was knocked down drag out. Um, so, but, uh, and I'm not, I'm not sure the employee was listening what the, what the owner was saying, but I think we got everything worked out. So. Well, that's good to hear. So just out of curiosity, uh, you, and you're talking about that, you know, the, the quivers in the morning and then the, the rest of the, what's the uh, average, an average day in the life of Bob? What's the, what's the split between the time you spend with the, the quivers and the time you spend with the bows? I I would say, Usually uh, in the shop about six o'clock in the morning, and by nine thirty or ten o'clock, uh, the quiver part is done. So then, run to the post office and take all the boxes in, and then back home and and get started on bows. Um, so, um, and I don't, I don't know, my hours are different than everybody else's, but by three, three, three thirty, I'm I'm done for the day. Um, but quite often on weekends, you'll find me venturing out to the shop if there's nothing going on too. So. I guess that's the luxury of doing something like this is you get to work your own hours and I don't have a storefront, which, uh, so I can, I can do that. But, uh, but the split probably is, I would say it's any more, it's almost 50, 50 quivers to bows, um, time. Well, I, I would imagine with the, um, and, and a lot of it I would think would be just because of the, um, the, the price level, right. I, I would think you, you probably sell a lot more of the quivers uh, as a as a rule, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, just because again, it's a it's a, a lower cost item as compared to a, a new right. bow. So I would think you would oh, yeah. deal more with volume with the quivers than with the bows. So, oh, by far, yeah, it's it by far. Um, that and even in Dad and Rick always said, you know, that the quiver side actually there's it carries the bow side um, sometimes. So it's just. Um, it's a, it's a great business to have and, and, but, uh, it, uh, the quiver definitely is, carries more all the way across the board. So, but it also carries, uh, you know, five times as much inventory and which is, is the hard part. And then you're constantly building parts. Um, you know, every quiver that goes out, there's got, there's components that go to that and you have to keep those stocked up all the time. And that's probably the hardest part is staying ahead on pieces and parts. I mean, like our quick pop brackets, it's, uh, there's five different process, um, parts to the process. Um, 
the hood foams. There's uh, four different things that have to be done just to put a hood foam together before it can go in a quiver. Um, lacing the hoods. That's uh, I can lace. I can do 12 an hour, um, which doesn't seem very fast, but uh, that's in about the fastest as I can go. Um, so we're stitch hoods a lot in the evening um, on weekends. Um, so that yeah, there's a lot that goes with the quiver side. Where the bow side, you know, you you pull out your build sheet and determine what you're going to do for laminations, handle material, and it uh, is a little slower paced, um, which some days that's good. So you get to think a lot where you're sanding. That's uh, that's so cool. And actually, really, really interesting you for you to say that. Um, I. Uh, I mean, I've been a great Northern Quiver fan for a long time, Bob. I, I, I that's in fact that was one of the first pieces of gear I bought in 2009 uh-huh. was a used, just beat up brown Great Northern <laughs> Quiver, and um, it's funny how far along it's come since those days. Because when I first had oh, yeah. mine, I mean, you could get the brown one, that's it. And then one day I showed up to the expo, and you had all these components laid out on the table. And I'm like, this is the best idea ever. You can actually build or assemble right. a quiver right there to match your bow. And then you started coming up with all these different color colors. And then you had the longer hoods. And then right. you had the two tones. And like, where did, where did all that innovation come from? Like, where did, when did that really start taking off for you? You know, how Rick uh, and, and Jerry had so much to do with the, the actual innovation that the uh, the uh, farm boy technology um they kept coming up with designs and rick had done a lot of it before i bought the company um but he was i think at that time there was uh brown black and he had ventured into the horse side uh quiver hood um a little bit well i kept looking at um i'm i'm big fan of thunderhorns um the the two-tone and all the different variations they do and but i didn't want to get into the extreme where each one of them was custom and so i just you know we'll come up with an idea and run it past the gentleman that does our leather and say hey what if we put this combination together and and he runs with it um and so and then uh you know the guys over at Selway, i'm good friends with them and and we look at some of the different leathers that they use and some of the colors i think wow i'd like to do a color that's similar to that and and so, and you know, you, you look at everybody else's stuff and, and see what looks good and you adapt that to yours. And, and I, the whole industry is kind of that way. You, you see something you like, and, and if you're a boyer, you, you take a design and it's like, wow, I'm going to make a bowl that looks similar to this. And I guess there's no secrets. Um, you, you can look at a lot of different designs and they look like somebody else's. So, but, uh, so yeah, the, the, you know, coming up with two tones and stuff, is just, um, some of those are the guys would call in and say, Hey, what if you did that grayling green on black? And I thought, we'll never sell that. Then we did a couple and we put it on our website and we did a few more. And now it's a standard stock. We do well, probably 15 or 20 of them a month. Um, that's just the net color. The brown water buffalo on black is one of the biggest sellers. And we'll burn through, you know, 40 or 50 of those sun hoods a month. Easy. And then the brown water buffalo is, is you know, the, kind of taking over the, the standard brown for us. And that one, uh, we can't stitch those fast enough. So, yeah, yeah that's that's my favorites, the, the brown water buffalo. Sorry, Nick. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I like that one too, Steve. That's one of my favorites too, though. I do like the black and the gray. And and honestly, I I think when you started doing the two-tone stuff, Bob, that was really when I started thinking like, wow, this is like, yeah this jumped from like and, and it's funny because you like you said it's a simple design but you've taken that yeah. simple that simple design so far in the last few years that yep. like i mean if you, if ladies and gentlemen if you have not seen bob at a show he literally has a table in front of him that is full of components they're just everywhere and you can like walk like organized you can like walk up to it and say i want that and i want that 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 and he can whip you up a, qu- a quiver before you leave and yep. that customization is just fantastic it makes it easier for us too we uh used to be we we had these great big giant totes and you'd build quivers before you went to a show and but you get there and, and you wouldn't have something or you would run out well now if we just take all the components 
um, you know, the chances of running out are, are pretty slim. We've, we've tracked and, and data for the last three years to make sure we have what we need when we go. And it, it doesn't take long. Like you say, um, we can, if I don't talk while I'm building the quiver, um, I can put one together in about a minute and a half. Wow. But that's having all the components right there and ready to go. And and that's that's the part one. To get ready to do the expo or to get ready to go out to uh, Denton Hill and do the uh, Eastern traditional rendezvous, we will build parts and pack stuff for almost two weeks um, just to get ready to go to make sure we have enough components. And so it is. It's time consuming to do shows, and I and I think you know, and all vendors are that way. Um, it's not just us. Um, anybody that does a show, um, they are really taking themselves away from a lot of work and in order to go and promote their wares. And uh, when they get back to the shop, then, you know, they're probably a good three to four days before they get back on the groove of things. So it's very time consuming and I give them all credit. Um, Some of them have been doing it a lot longer than I have and they continue to do it and they're very good at it. But I also know how much time it takes them away from, from actually getting product out the door. Well, and speaking of the customization, that is, uh, it's kind of funny. You mentioned Sailway and I talked to, uh, spoke with, um, Ian at the expo, uh, a couple of weeks ago and, and I'm going to, uh, get, get him on the show sometime in the next, I don't know, month or so, but, uh, you know, the, the first, um, really custom logo I had done on a quiver, I had those guys do it. And since we've changed the, uh, traditional outdoors logo, I keep, meaning to get with you i'm gonna get with you in a couple of weeks and we'll get another one made um from you with the new logo on it so mm-hmm. um yep. i know that's i know that's something you started doing uh fairly recently that you can turn that around pretty quickly with a a custom design on a low on a hood right yeah that's uh we took that on in december and there's there again there was something i said that i would never do and i talked to drew and andy and Cole for about that quite a bit and i told drew i said you're just a glutton for punishment to want to do these lasers. I mean, you have to, you know, you're in contact with the customer and, and you're, you're, you know, caring for their needs. I mean, then he just was smiling a great, and I just kept researching it because I kept, you know, several people asked me, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And, and I didn't want to steal their thunder and I still don't. Um, but it is another service that we offer that is, um, you know, it, it makes the corporate that you purchase your own. And it doesn't have Great Northern's logo on it. It doesn't have, you know, um, one of the bow companies that is your own. And we've done some really neat ones. I've started making a slideshow on it. Um, but uh, so it is something we do. And I'm getting better at it. I'm getting faster at it. Um, it's one of those things that it takes, oh, probably 20 minutes um, for me, you know, setting it up and to do it. And so that's why the, there's an extra charge for it. But uh, it is cool. Um, we've since done some really neat ones. And the one that we did for uh, you, Nick, and uh, John, that was, that's probably one of my favorites. Um, the ult is, that was cool. There was a lot of detail there and it really popped. So I, I like that one. And I got to share a little bit more about that too. Um, so kind of the way that went was, you know, John and I have had this thing called the oath for quite a while. We're, we, you know, we're, it's basically just longbow only. Like we're turkey hunting, running gun, public land, longbow only. And we're going to do it and we're going to do it till we get a bird each. And we're probably going to keep doing it after that because we've been doing it so long. So that's what the oath is. And it's, it's deer hunting too. It's everything. And um, basically you know, John believes in that very strongly. And uh, he was sitting around on paintbrush one day and he's, he's sitting there and he's got it magnified at about 4,000, whatever. So <laughs> just see boxes. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, he's like, oh, I'm doing this in paintbrush. I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, like tell me what yeah. you want and I'll get a designer on it. And he's sitting there and he's knocking it out and he sends me this picture. And I said, that's incredible. How did you do that in paintbrush? I'm like, do you think you can get that engraved? He's like, I already have Bob working on it right now. <laughs> Within like yeah. a half an hour, he sends me a picture yeah. of this hood. And I was like, I got to have it. I got to have it right now. I cannot believe that just happened. But you made him well, and I was very happy. You know what's really um, neat about that is that was one of the cleanest images that anybody sent me. And I didn't know the whole thing until you had actually told me that. And then John told me at the expo. But a lot of them I get, I have to go in there and, and I have to put them into 3D and, and paint and, and touch them up because of that. it will pick up every little pixel. 
And that one, I, I opened it up, I blew it up, and there was no there was no scatter on it whatsoever. It was just so clean. So he did a heck of a job. And then once he told me that at the actual, I was like, there's no way. I, I, I would have gone out of my mind trying to clean that up. So, but I'm, and I'm glad he did. Oh, me too. It's fantastic. <laughs> so there's a lot of detail there and it, and it's, it's spot on. I mean, it you know, it says everything in a, in a very small picture. Um, and so I, I can relate to that. Well, I will, I will definitely be in touch with you uh, probably after I get back from this, this hunt. Cause like I said, I've been, I've been saying I was going to do it. I just got to figure out the colors that I want and how I want to do that. And, uh, Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll pick that up. So real, real quick, real quickly before we move on though, uh, Bob, if somebody, you know, for a listener that's hearing this, it doesn't know this is a service that you've offered. What kind of, what, what type and what size image works best? If you can tell us real quick. Well, the, the best, um, send it to me in a JPEG file and please send them black and white. Um, if not, I can convert it. But uh, I did one the other day for New York bow hunters, and, and their background is all red, and there's no way to convert that and to clean it up. Um, so it engraved, um, and you can tell exactly what the logo is, but it, yeah, it, it engraves the red too. So it didn't give me as much detail as I wanted, um, but it, uh, it did come out. So black and white JPEG, um, the width on that is two and a half inches. That way it'll fit on the... Uh, on the two-tone hoods um, and height-wise, uh, whatever works, whatever fits in. Um, I think we can go up to about three on a standard hood um, before it starts going over the top. So okay. um, two and a half by three, two and a half by two and a half would be ideal. But yep, and uh, you go in, uh, order a quiver, um, click on the uh, custom laser engraving, and then you have to email me uh, a copy of the uh, JPEG file, and we take it from there. Well, there you go, folks. You want a, you want a custom logo that's yours and yours alone, Bob's your man. All right, so let's 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 skip forward a little bit because I know we we've definitely got uh, two more uh, pretty major topics that we want to talk about, and I know one's really near and dear to your heart, uh, Bob. So we're gonna we're gonna save that one to last. And uh, but I do want to talk to you a little bit about the the expo. So okay. this year was. First year I've been to the expo, I know, you know, Nick and a lot of the guys up in Michigan, they go every year, but it was, it was the first, um, adventure for me. I can tell you right now, I will definitely be back. Um, I'm going to start. And the plan was if I went to the expo this year, I'm going to start alternating every other year. One year I'll go to the MLA Mm -hmm. banquet and one year I'm going to go to the, uh, the expo, but it was, um, for someone that had never seen it before to walk into that, it was, uh, it was, it was a bit, uh, awe-inspiring I guess I mean there was there was a lot of people there um so I you know I guess my the first question I kind of really had about the expo for this year uh was you know give us some numbers how many how many people did you have come through the doors how many vendors did you have all that all that good stuff okay uh people that came through the door between Friday at noon and Sunday at two o'clock were right at 1700 that is about average for us. Um, I think it was back in 2002 and 2003, those two years, we just happened to break 2,000 people, and, and we haven't done that since. Um, and I can't explain that. Um, I, I've gone back. I've looked at speakers' lists for the last 15 years, and it's hard to correlate anything to what the, the numbers do. Um, I can tell you that the 1,700 people we had this year, I think it was probably overall the youngest group that I've seen come through in, in many years. Um, and a lot of people I recognized off from social media, um, but it was definitely a younger group. Um, and and I'm probably our speakers had something to do with that. Um, I know Aaron has a huge following. Um, guys that are in their, um, I would say young twenties and thirties. Um, so, and, but, and then vendor wise, um, we were in the seventies and I forget the exact number. We had, uh, 70, some vendors and 90, some booth spaces filled. And that's about the biggest we've been in, in many years on that end too. Um, we have, um, some vendors that are like UST where they're come every other year. 
and then we have some that come every three years, and there's going to be a year where that all works out, and they all come at one time, and that's going to be a big show. Um, and we just we'll we'll make room for them. We won't turn anybody down. So if it's traditional arts related, you you can get a booth space. Well, I know there was there was pretty much anything and everything that you could possibly want related to traditional archery or traditional bow hunting. Um, mm-hmm. His, you know, historical, uh, I mean, it was just everything, the, uh, right. media, media wise from books and magazines. Um, I spent, and I can't remember the gentleman's name. You'll probably know it right off the top of your head or Nick may even know, but I probably spent 20 minutes talking to a guy that had a, a booth set up and basically what he had was, uh, and I didn't know this, obviously he, he, he enlightened me on all the history behind it, but he had these little hatchets and what basically what it was, was, uh, some kind of, uh, forget what he called it, but they were used basically to sell hatchets. So it was like a, a sample. Um, uh, but anyway, I sat there and talked to him for probably 20 minutes. Some of the coolest little, little camp axe looking hatchets you've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but it was, it, but that kind of stuff, I mean, every, everywhere you, everywhere right. you stopped, if you stopped for 30 seconds, you were going, you were going to get into a, a five to 15 minute conversation with somebody, which was right. really, really cool. Just really cool. Which, which is hard because um, I, I I run around real quick in the morning to shake hands and say hi to everybody, but I never get a chance to shop. I haven't had a chance to shop in 25 years. So and, and it's funny, I get home and then I'll call somebody, hey, I was going to see you at the expo. Can you send me such and such? And they just laugh at me. So but we, I don't get a chance to get out and, and shop. But uh, you were in a great spot because uh, you had everybody had to pass you to get to the, or to the seminar hall. And uh, so you got to see a lot of foot traffic down there. You know, we did. And, and speaking of foot traffic, every time I saw you, you were running from one place to the next. So um, yeah. you, you had to, you, you had to have shed about five pounds just in that weekend. Uh, I mean, you, you were, you were running everywhere. I don't see how you t- had found time to, to even eat. Um, but yeah, um, we, it, I, you know, I, I tried to, I tried to schedule the seminars and so that uh, right around lunchtime um, that uh, there's a seminar that happens so I can quit grab a hot dog and that, and that's about it. So, but uh, no, it's, it's, it is a busy weekend. I have a great staff. Um, my wife uh, handles everything out front um, and, and I've got a sister-in-law and aunt and uncle that are out there. My daughter's there. Uh, my son was in the booth building quivers this year, um, which was a great, great help. Um, so yeah, the the staff that we have there is they do a fantastic job. The Expo Center is top notch. Um, the facilities are clean. They're they're bright. Um, they're fairly new, and you couldn't ask for a better spot to have it. And of course, in Kalamazoo, you've got everything you want within you know five miles of the Expo Center, from great food to breweries to you know great hotels. So it, it's a it's a great location and. Uh, until we outgrow it, which, uh, you know, maybe someday we'll do that, um, we'll be there. So we've signed the contract for three more years. Oh, very cool. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back. I'm, uh, Nick and I have talked about this a little bit. I, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if I want to, I'm just going to have to wait. I, I, there was so much that, <laughs> that I wanted to do that I felt like I, I needed to stick by the booth because otherwise I was just, you know, ditching Nick right. completely. Um, and some of the, some of this, the, the seminars, those kind of things, I, I think me, Nick and I both would like to have stepped away and maybe oh, gone yeah. one or two of those, but uh, we'll see. I don't, I, no, I will def- definitely be back though. What's that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you are. So it's funny because uh, dad for, uh, I think two years ago was the first time he ever went and, and sat in on the seminar. So he had gone, done, you know, 23 years of it and never seen a seminar. And uh, so he finally got to see one. He thought that was pretty neat. He, he said he always wondered what those were like. So he, he's got me by a few, but in 10 years of going, I've never been to one. Right. Yep. It's, it's, I've always wondered if I didn't set up and, and, you know, which we have to, we have to set up. I mean, that, you know, that's, that's part of what we do and it, and it sets us up for three or four months of bowl builds, but uh, it'd be neat to spend the weekend and wander around and talk to people and, and do interviews, um, you know, but maybe someday um, when I retire and pass it on, then I can just run around and, and talk to people all day. That'd be uh, something different. It's pretty impossible for me to avoid that right now. 
I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's, you get to talking with people and you're done. That's it. Right. <laughs> I mean, you can, right. you could spend four hours and not get anything accomplished there. Like when you said, you know, the, the shopping thing, I don't think I buy anything until the, like the, on Saturday at 15 right. minutes to close. Right. Yeah, we see a lot of that. We see a lot of that. So, you know, and and I I don't know. I don't know how many people realize that we changed the name of the show this year. Um we we one of my goals and 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 it's it's something we're working on and we're going to continue to work on it is we switched from traditional bow hunters expo to traditional archery expo. So, what I've seen in the last several years is this isn't uh, picking up the longbow and the recurve isn't just about bow hunting anymore. It's so much more. Um, there's so many more young people doing it, um, ladies, um, kids, and it's about going out. Um, you might be a 3D archer. You might be a target archer. Um, you may just shoot stumps, but it's so much more than just bow hunting. So we wanted to shed that. That's kind of had become a stigma and get rid of that. And so we changed the name and kind of slid it in there. And I don't know how many people caught it. Um, some did. Um, my dad uh, was one of the first ones. Like, hey, you changed the name of my show. Uh, yeah, we did. And then, but he, but you know, he even even the elders, um, they understand that. They're seeing that it's so much more than bow hunting anymore. And you know, and, and which, and we want to continue to to spread that word that it's you know you, you're welcome to come and set up, have a booth, um, come and join us. Um, if you don't bow hunt, we don't care as long as you shoot traditional archery and you enjoy that type of lifestyle. And uh, something you had said mentioned on your on your uh, podcast on your drive home, Steve, was it's, um, you had to talk to some It's kind of like a family reunion, and it really is. Um, so some of these people, I'm fortunate because I get to talk to them and see them several times throughout the year, but. Um, I've seen friendships made, um, hunts planned, um, friendships renewed, um, and people, you know, they'll they'll stop by the booth and have you seen so and so yet? They're supposed to meet me here, and I've seen that going on for 25 years now, and I think that's probably the thing I take away from it, take the most pride in, is we, you know, help kindle that and, and keep it going. So, well, it's it's. And I get the I get the name change. Um, and you were talking about the the ages, it's got the age groups, I should say, that was there. And it was uh, kind of funny. One of the guys that actually came up and and spoke to me uh, at the booth, I actually, in fact, it went live yesterday. Um, Adam Miller with the uh, Bow Hunters Chronicles actually came up, t- chatted with me for a bit, and I was actually just on their their podcast uh, over the weekend. And they released it, Dan. I know he he uh, had an episode or two uh, where he talked about the expo. So you know, and then we had you know Ryan and um, Ryan Tucker and, and Neil Summers and Chad Weaver. Uh-huh. We did episodes of those. So you know, a lot of I think a lot of good word. Um, I don't I don't know how many people any of these things are, or at least any of the ones that I did are reaching anybody that doesn't already know about the, the expo. But the good news is you've got somebody like, uh, Alan and I'm sure, or Adam, excuse me. And I know there's some, there's, there were other people there as well that, uh, are, you know, either considering traditional or maybe they're all they're in the process of crossing over, or maybe they're hunting with both. Um, so it's good to get, you know, uh, people like that in and, and spread the word because that's where you're going to start getting the, even right. more of the people that are that are that are coming over from the from the modern equipment. So, you right. know, I, yep. it was it it was it was fantastic. My hat, my hats off to you. That was about as as well oiled a machine uh, <laughs> as you could find. Of course, you said twenty three. So was this the twenty third or the twenty fourth? No, this was this was twenty fifth. This 25th. this was our twenty fifth one. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So dad had dad had gone to it worked and worked and and put together twenty. Well, I, I, this was my fifth one. So mom and dad did 20 of them. And then, uh, Dusk and I've done the the next five. So, but again, yeah, and, but it took 23 years for dad to ever go sit in on a seminar. So, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but, and I'm a fun for punishment, um, as far as, um, shows go. And so I'm, I'm going to jump, um, off the expo and, uh, onto this new one, um, that we're running. And so, um, for people that don't know, March 7th, we're running a brand new show, brand new concept. And uh, this has been in the works for going on four years now. 
Um, I was approached for it by a good friend of mine um, that is a collector, and he it just he stayed on me for for two almost two and a half years before I finally caved in and told him I thought we could put this together. And so what we did was put this show together. It's called the Traditional and Classic Archery Trade Show. And what it is is we are putting buyers and sellers of traditional, used, and or collectible merchandise together. And um, for a one-day event, um, it's, it's short. Um, and so far, it's gotten some real good reviews. People are starting to grasp the concept of what we're trying to do. But we try to describe it as it's a uh, giant indoor trade blanket. And that's basically what it is. Um, we are selling tables. Um, I think we're right around 50 tables sold um, for our first year, and I'm happy with that. And uh, and so we'll have people there that uh, are coming in, they're setting up, and they're bringing their used and collectible items that have it for sale. But we're also encouraging the public to walk in with items that they want to barter with, sell, trade, um, however you want to work it out with, with somebody. Um, you know, you see somebody walk in the door and you like what they're carrying, um, ask them what they want for it. And uh, so it's a, it's a different concept, but uh, that's what we're what we're aiming for. And we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I know there's been a, I've seen, I've been seeing a lot of stuff pop up on, uh, on the internet about it. I'll, I'll be honest, I'd love to be able to go myself, but it's uh, not in, not in the cards for me, but um, I, I'm really anxious to see, I'm really anxious to see how this, how this plays out. Nick, are you planning on going? You know, I really can't make it this year. I'm double booked and uh, I'm bringing the family over to Temperance to visit Bub and Caroline Wells. And uh, they've got the MLA, um, MLA day at Tomahawk Archery over yep. there at Temperance. Yep. So I, I'm, I'm going to that this year and uh, I'm really bummed I'm missing it. But I think uh, several of the boys are going um because that's right up their alley there's the tra- trade blankets kind of a kind of a i mean it's it's definitely a michigan thing that should go over very well <laughs> well Especially, you know the the, con- the concept was was in and i it took me a while to i can be thick-headed sometimes but it took um kevin bishop a while to, to drive this through my head is we are in a hotbed of collectors um and they're they're not young anymore um i don't want to call them old but uh they're they're getting there and they have to have something to do with these collections and so it's time to start helping them move their collections along um i'll take my dad for example um i'm not a collector and uh, he has a, a lot of good items and he keeps asking me do you want this do you want this and, and i i don't um so he is selling a lot of stuff. He's got broadheads. Oh my goodness. He's got, if you want some broadheads and, and you want to get them at a reasonable price, he's, he's got broadheads and broadheads and arrow shafts. And uh, I think he's got a Asian Bowie's brain he's um, putting up for sale um, with arrows to go with it. I know a gentleman talked to me the other day about bringing um, some of these uh, skulls he's had mounted. Um, he's running out of room for them. He's going to sell some. Um, I, there's just, uh, I get, keep getting phone calls and, you know, can I bring this? Can I bring this? And if, it, if you can relate it to traditional archery, um, it's not a gun, it's not a crossbow, it's not a compound, it's not a fishing lure or a fishing rod. You probably can sell it there and relate it to traditional archery. Bring it, um, bring it in. So, and, uh, you, I'm sure you're going to find a buyer for it. So, so you've got a mix of. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, some of the people that'll be there are actually, um, I don't, I don't want to use the word making a living, but they're almost doing this mm-hmm. more than a hobby. And then you've got people that it's oh, yeah. really a hobby that, and so how, Correct. give us some, um, if you, if you, if you can or want to, um, you know, what are some, what are some names that people might recognize that are going to be there? And it may not make sense to, you know, guys like, me down in Georgia, but uh, for people that are listening in Michigan, might give them a, a, some insight as to who all is going to be there. Okay, well, um, my, my dad will be there, Jerry Brum, um, Steve Trey's coming up from Alabama, um, Bill Bonzar. Um, Bill had Allegheny Arrow Woods for years out of uh, Cowdersport, Pennsylvania, um, before he sold that. Yep. Um, he's coming down, um, Danny Sturgis, Randy Cooling, um, those you guys uh they're they're having a table or two a piece Lonnie Collins will be there um he told me he's not bringing bows 
Um, he's bringing paper products, which I think is really cool because I'm sure he's got some really neat posters, patches, um, um, advertising, especially bear-related stuff. Um, oh, I don't know if I can jump on to my master list here. I'm trying to think who else that's right off the top of my head. There are a couple guys that uh, that I know that are collectors, and they've uh, they were some of the first to grab a table. Um, what they're hoping is to be um, real close to the door so that they're grabbing people when they walk in before they can get any place. And, you know, that's another part of it. Um, we're running off from eight o'clock Saturday morning until nine o'clock. If you want to be one of the first people in the door and get the first shot at buying stuff, you can pay extra to get in early and shop for one hour before the general public gets to come in. So we call it the early bird special. And so, um, I don't know how many people take advantage of that, but, uh, thought that was kind of different, kind of neat. Uh, yeah, I don't think I can pull it up. I was going to try to find uh, more uh, names for you off the top of my head, but that's okay. I mean, that's quite all right. So, uh, do you still have um, do you still have spaces available for? Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so give yeah, us a yeah. what what's the what's the um, what's the the vendor price to get into this thing, and then what's the, the uh, to get a table? It's uh, fifty dollars per table. They're eight foot tables. Everything has to stay inside of the parameters of the table, whether it's underneath of it or on top of it. Um, so in, in we're going to, we're selling them in order that you, so I think we're at 42 or 43 right now. So the next person we get table number 44, um, you get two vendor passes with your first table and one extra vendor pass with every table after that. And uh, so and they just uh, mail me a check or call me up and, and reserve a table and uh, set up. It's a little different and we'll change this going forward. I think But set up is on Friday afternoon from noon until seven, um, just because we, we don't have access to that building as early on Saturday morning is what we'd like. Um, so we had to set up a day ahead of time. And I do know a couple of people that are uh, not going to make it till Saturday morning, but uh, I will make it. Uh, Tim Connors, girl from Custom King, he's uh, he's coming up early, early Saturday morning. Um, he's going to be another vendor that's going to be there. So, okay. And then for for the for the general public, uh, ten dollars to get in, um, and we you know bring product, um, bring product to sell. Um, we definitely want you to walk out with product when you leave. Um, so it's uh, we are using anybody that. Um, who has been to the expo before, but uh, there's another event going on there. And we are in the room where the MLA um, booth is, where you were, um, you guys were set up this year also. Um, it's called the Expo North room. And so that's uh, the only room we have this year. Um, so people should be able to find us. Uh, just follow the flow of uh, guys that look like they're um, trying to hunt something down with the bow. <laughs> follow the plaid. <laughs> right, right. There you go. Follow the plan. Yep. It's, it's, so, oh, another one. Speaking of a, a name, uh, um, Norm Blaker. Um, we'll be selling some of his stuff. And so oh, man. There's some history there. Yeah. Yeah. I thought M that was really ML neat. MLA legend there. Right, right. Definitely. Yep. Norm will be there. So I talked to, I talked to Davey just uh, yesterday, and uh, they had sent their um, form in uh, back at the expo. Um, so, but yeah, he said, uh, Norm's doing good and he's kind of excited and they called and actually asked if they could get a second table because he, he kept, he kept finding stuff he wanted to sell. So. Wow. And you are going to fill that place. I just, well, man. I, everybody keeps saying that and I really hope so. Um, I, and, and that's probably the part that, uh, Kevin and I, um, disagreed on, um, friendly disagreement, but. You know, he he just keeps telling me, you're not going to believe how big this is going to be. You're not going to believe it. And, and I keep telling him, you're right. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Um, but <laughs> And so, and, you know, and if it works, um, to be honest, we, we, we've talked about, we've already got a couple big um, organizations that have asked us to come and, and do it at their events. Um, I've kind of put them on the back burner until I see how this goes and see what uh, changes we need to do. Um, there's always little things we're going to have to tweak. Um so, and I want to get all the plugs ironed out first, but, uh, so this is one of those things we've talked about doing regionally, um, doing four a year and moving it, um, to different oh, wow. regions of the United States and doing so, which we could do quite easily because there's not, uh, it's not a big setup time, not like doing the expo where we're in there, you know, basically we're in there 24 hours at a time. 
um, getting things set up. And, and But this is a little easier to set up, and we can do it in a smaller facility. And so um, kind of on the back burner, we'll see how it goes. And But that is kind of the goal is to uh, find the hotbeds of, of collectors and, and take a show like this to their area. So one thing you didn't mention, Bob, then I've got another question for you, but uh, you mentioned the, the early bird admission what's the what's the uh the surfee or surcharge for that oh uh, i have my I, I believe it is thirty dollars to get in on okay. the early bird special so uh, let me just verify that yep thirty dollars so, so at that 30, is, uh, 30 eight o'clock yep eight o'clock saturday morning um march 7th uh the early birds can get in at nine o'clock anybody that wants to pay ten dollars um then they can start going in so so you're if, if you're a, a, a serious collector, you want to get in at the eight o'clock hour. Uh, right. So, are you you're not planning to have a, a booth of any kind, right? No, nope, nothing new. Um, well, you know, I haven't ruled out to, to going to my hunting closet and selling some stuff, uh, which. I, I've got some bows that uh, I would let go, and they're not great northern. Um, so, but nothing new. Um, I've had several um, dealers and vendors ask me if they could set up, and, and we politely told them no. Um, this is for used items only. Um, you know, so nothing, nothing new. Well, that at least then, uh, obviously, the first hour, two hours, you're probably going to be running around about as crazy as you was at the expo, but. At least you, you know, this time it sounds like you'll actually get to to move around and socialize and 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 talk to people yourself rather than just sitting back and and administrating. Right. That's that's what I hope. I hope I get to get around and talk to people and, and see people and and I'm sure I'll see some people and get a chance to catch up with them that I didn't get to talk to at the expo. Um, but uh, yeah, this one should be a little bit different. Um, I've I've had to really readjust and, and and kind of switch gears um this is a new territory for me and so and but we'll see how it goes um it, it's coming up quick and and uh hopefully it uh, goes as well as uh kevin tells me to go and and we'll go from there well i tell you what i'm gonna, I'm gonna do bob normally uh i would have to wait until the recorder you're using comes back uh, to edit and publish this episode. But what I'm going to do since, you know, we're coming up on the last full week of uh, February coming up, I'm going to go ahead and, and publish the, um, the cloud recording from our conference call. Uh, so we can get that out there early. So this, you know, we'll make sure we get Great. that out this weekend. And then once I get the recorder back from you and I can mix everything together, I'll just upload that new audio. So for, for anyone listening to this, uh, you're probably going to notice, uh, at, at least initially that the audio is not quite the same as what we normally put out. Um, but come back and listen to it again in a, in a week <laughs> or so after it drops and you'll, and you'll hear the, the normal audio, but I do want to make sure we, we get that out. Um, and just to recap it again, it's the traditional and classic archery trade show. And that's on March 7th at the Kalamazoo Expo Center. Um, general admission, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. But if you want to get in on that early bird again, that's at uh, 8 a.m. So a full hour right. you can get in for everybody else. Man, that's awesome. I hope it, I hope it goes great for you. And I really hope it goes great. So you'll, you'll pursue this regional thing. So Right. Might have something a little bit closer to my neck of the woods. Right, right. Uh, yep, we uh, we we've got some. We've got four areas kind of pinpointed, I guess you'd say. So, um, and we'll see how it goes. Well, three of them, I, I guess I should off the top of my head, but we've talked about doing it up in the Erie, um, down in Louisville, and out in Oklahoma City. So, um, those would be probably the first three we take on if we can find locations and. Uh, and we're already started searching this and see how that's going to go. Well, keep us, keep us posted. And, uh, I tell you what, if, if you would like, and we may just do it like this, we may just do a little, you know, 10, 15 minute segment on a, on a, a future episode where we can get you on and, and you can just give us a, a recap of how this first one went and maybe, maybe talk yep. about things you, you might look at changing for next year so right uh, yeah yep and we are always looking for input um people have ideas um 
and even on the expo, if you have speaker ideas, anybody, um, get a hold of us and let us know who you want to hear. And that's something that we plan. Uh, we're already lining up speakers for next year, and we're always already looking at 2022. I'm trying to get a couple of things lined up. So, um, and it, it's it's a balancing act um, for you know get some of the speakers in that have been around and done many many seminars, and people want to hear them. And then getting some new people in. Um, we like to have people come and, and talk and that they haven't done it before and kind of get their feet wet and uh, see how that helps them out too. So I, I, I vote for Nick. I think you need to get Nick up there. <laughs> I was going to vote for Steve. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, but I will tell you, I will tell you this, Bob, I, and we kind of skipped over this. Speaking of that, um, I really do appreciate you reaching out to me about the, the string building um class that we did you know um i think that you know a lot of people were really wanting to attend the seminars uh, didn't mm-hmm. at first at first i'll be honest with you i thought you know what there's there's not enough interest here but once i sat down with the the gentleman that that did come i quickly realized i had i had all i needed it was you know <laughs> we we spent we spent two hours and all but well everybody walked away with a shootable string um, one of the one of the individuals his, his the string ended up being a little too short so he couldn't he couldn't use it on that bow uh, but I will tell you that you know when we got to the end of the class everybody was you know seemed very happy and, and kept telling me how much they appreciated it and I ended up telling every one of them to uh, shoot me an email and I would make them a, a an additional string and, and send it back to them. Oh nice um, well I appreciate you doing it that was a huge huge hope for us and and those are you know things that uh those are ideas I come up with while I'm standing bows. And so, you know, something different, what can we add this year? But, uh, and I, and I appreciate anybody that gets involved and helps out and, and suggestions, but, uh, and, and it, it does help us out. Um, well, I, I'll be honest. I thought about it and I, I had everything planned out in my head and I quickly found out, uh, making a string and trying to tell somebody else how to make a string is completely different, man. It, Oh, I, I agree. It, it, yep. it, so it, it was a lot of fun though. And it was a learning experience for me as well. So. It, 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 oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just, just having somebody once in a while, I get a, a young, a young person. I, I make them come back and build their own quiver and, and make them a special deal on it. And I keep wanting to grab and help. And you got to remember, nope, they're doing it. You just have to, you have to give instruction. You can't touch anything. And, and that's probably the hardest part for me. I'm, I want to you know, get right in there hands on and, and do it for them. And so. Steve is the same way. And I had to laugh because I was standing there next to him while he was working with those people and he's sweating and running around and going from person to person. And I'm just, I was oh, yeah. dying. I had to hold it back, but I was like, he's trying so hard not to jump in there and just twist the strings. Right. Himself, but he's doing such a yeah. good job. It, it was, yeah, fun, you, just, you just, yep. It's, it's hard. You, you know, you just, you gotta be a good instructor and I'm not a good teacher. Um, and I'll be the first to admit that. So it, it makes it even harder. Um, and, and you just want to grab it and say, here, just watch me do it. And then when you're all done, hand it to them. And it doesn't work that way. So, Yeah, because in the amount of time that, you know, it, it was basically two hours. And, you know, and I kept sitting there thinking, man, I could, I could make eight strings in the amount of time. I'm... So, right. but it was a lot of fun and, and some, right. and some great guys. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten messages from every one of them since I got back. Good. And in fact, Good. one of the gentlemen, I just, he ordered a, a string off the website. Uh, yesterday nice. I just twisted up for him today. I'm trying to, Good. I'm trying to stay ahead of my, my string orders so that when I'm, I'm gone for a week, it's not killing me when I get back. Right. Right. Yeah. See, and that's, that's another thing. I mean, we had that same issue and I alluded to it earlier. Anytime we do a show, you, you work like crazy to, to get ahead and, and then it takes you two weeks to catch back up. So I get it. So that's, that's probably why I don't travel to hunt Steve right there. So I, I can't, I can't, I can't keep up. Well, you, I don't know. You, you, you have to make time somewhere. I'll be honest. I, right. I, I did not make time this past fall. And I, it's probably one of the reasons I'm so hyped up about this, this, you know, it's a, it's a pig hunt next week, but I mean, I, I just, I can't wait. I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to get, to get back out there. But, uh, <laughs> but I t- I'll tell you this, I know there's a, there's a lot of people out there that, that definitely want you to keep doing 
what you're doing and on all aspects. So, you know, the, the expo and the, the, the bow building and the quiver making, I mean, you got a lot of people that really, really like what you do and they're, they're, they're behind you, man. Well, I appreciate that very much. And, uh, I got to say something else about it too, Bob, about what you've been doing just to make you, uh, blush a little bit more before we let you go. Um, when I was, uh, actually you came around and, and took over about the time I was, I was president of the MLA mm-hmm. yep. and, yep. uh, I remember, you know, talking, talking to Jerry so, so many times, cause you know, you always see Jerry, you always want to stop and talk to you, you know, whatever I'd see him making my rounds in the steam barn and whatnot. And, and, you know, everybody was kind of wondering, you know, what was going to happen when Jerry got out of this, you know, and in Great Northern been such a been such a staple at the GLI for so long. And we we're like, wow, that's, you know, and, and started it, you know, helped start it, you know, so it was right. kind of like, wow, that's kind of a big thing, you know, is this a sign of things to come for this, you know, is this is this the beginning of the end of the old guard? And are, are we going to start losing businesses? And um you uh you, you kind of weren't there at first and then you jumped in and when you jumped in you jumped in all the way <laughs> and and i and we appreciated it so much and 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 you know you wouldn't mention this yourself but and you know Steve Jerry or Bob every year donates a bow to the uh to the silver arrow the youth silver arrow at the GLI and um a lucky kid who not a lucky a good a real talented kid who who shoots the highest score in one of our three divisions walks away with a great Northern bow and the look on their face is just absolutely priceless. And, and I got to thank you, Bob, for that. Cause I know you get a kick out of it when absolutely. I always say, you know, go, yep. go to the, go to the barn and talk to Mr. Bob. He's going to want to talk to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, so they great. are, they are excellent, excellent shooters. Um, mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. um, young, young lady who won it this year. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, we, we did a little bit of a custom, uh, bow build for her and we had a lot of fun doing it. And, and what made it even better is that I had, she didn't get a chance to see it for almost a week. Um, her, uh, in it, after I shipped it and her dad was sending, was sending her pictures of the box, but wouldn't send her pictures of the bone. And of course <laughs> I was getting, I was getting all that too. And I, I was, I was loving it. But, uh, so yeah, that I appreciate that. And, and, you know, I I do what we can, and and but uh, they're they're great shooters, those uh, young people, and it's a lot of fun working with them. That's great, and we love having you. You you're a, you're a big part of the MLA, and we appreciate it. I'm speaking on behalf of John and everybody else too, because I know they'd say the same thing if they were here. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. You bet. Thank you. Yep. And and I've I'll be honest, Bob. I've got to get one last thank you in here as well, and then we'll let you go. But you know, I really can't tell you how much I have appreciated the support that you've, you've thrown at, at what Nick and I are trying to do here on the podcast. Uh, not to mention the, you know, the, the, uh, the faith in my string building, uh, capabilities. I mean, I, I really do appreciate it. You've been a, a, a big part of, uh, enabling me to keep this, this thing going. And, you know, we're, we enjoy it. I mean, we enjoy having people like you on and get to get to talk with them and, and other people out there that might not be able to make it to a, a Kalamazoo expo, you know, they get to hear more about you and great Northern and the things that you do. So, you know, I, from the bottom of my heart, man, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I, I appreciate everything you guys do. And so it's, uh, it's, it's these podcasts and, and guys like you that uh, bring our whole group together and make us tighter and make us stronger. And it, it keeps us going. It keeps the fire burning. Well, before we all start singing Kumbaya and hanging <laughs> and holding hands by the campfire, we'll we'll uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap this one up. I know you're a busy man, and you're you're either probably looking to to hit the hit the bed so you can so you can get up early in the morning and get back at it, or you're going to get back into that that QuickBook app that uh, you were looking at before we started this recording. But Bob, we really appreciate you, you coming on. Um, thank you for finally doing it. We would really love to uh, chat with you again after the, uh, after the uh, classic archery trade show in a couple of weeks and right. see how that goes for you. And maybe okay. I can even circle up with you. Um, there's a Tom and I are actually going to try to get back in time to spend uh, at least part of Saturday at the um at the rendezvous um on our way back from our bear hunt so i may see you at the uh at the at the rendezvous i don't know if i'll be able to pull you away i know you stay pretty busy but uh, at least i'll get to shake oh, your hand Thompson, again before yeah. next year yeah. yes sir 
Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So we'll be there. So. All right, man. Well, Mr. Nick, thank you for being my partner in crime again, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, it was a good time. All right. For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we will have another one for you next week. Take care, all. Bye.